Well, good morning, church. How are we doing this morning, everyone? Woo! How many of you uh, were glad your football team won yesterday? Any? Some of us football teams barely got by. All right. Others of you, your football team was resting yesterday, getting ready. But uh, I was just telling someone the other day, this is my absolute favorite. Next, the, the next four months are my favorite. The September, October, November, December. Favorite time of the year, and it's so glad just to see everyone here. If you're a first-time guest and you don't know who I am, my name is Ryan. I'm the lead pastor here at Radiant Life, and just thankful that everyone's here this morning. And uh, go ahead, turn to your neighbor and say, you were made for more. Now choose your second favorite neighbor and tell them they're made for more. All right, we are jumping into our fall kickoff series titled Made for More. And one of the things that we're going to answer during this series is a question that many people ask. What's the purpose of my life? What on earth am I here for? Why do I exist? Is there something more to life than what I'm experiencing right now? And you are somewhere on a spiritual journey whether you followed Jesus for years or you're brand new to your faith or whether this morning you're an atheist and you don't believe in this God and you're kicking the tires, you are on a spiritual journey because the, your creator, the heavenly father is in pursuit of you. With his goodness and with his love, he's pursuing you. You are somewhere on the spiritual journey spectrum this morning. And for the next three weeks or four weeks, I get to act as your spiritual tour guide. And so, we're going to jump in with our foundation verse that sets up this whole entire series for us. It's found in Proverbs chapter 9, verse 18. Here's the King James version of it. It says this, where there is no what, friends? Where there is no vision, the people perish. This word here, vision, is originally written in the Hebrew language. And that word there, the Hebrew word for vision is kazon. Now, not calzone, which some of you are thinking right now. That's what you have for lunch. That's not what that word is. But it's this idea of revelation, of vision. And what the writers are saying here is, listen, if you have no vision and purpose for your life, you will perish. Your insides will just eat you out. You will feel motionless. And you sit and wonder, why do I even exist? Here's how the NIV translation happens of this verse. Where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. In other words, when they don't know why they exist or what the purpose of life is, they'll just do whatever they want. It's absolute chaos because they're trying to search for something and they have no idea what they're doing. So it's, eh, let me cast off all restraints and just go live this life that I, I guess I can do whatever I want. Here's what the message, uh, the message is a paraphrase. Eugene Peterson uh, passed away, I think, last year. But uh, this is his paraphrase. It says this, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. It's just chaos. They don't know what in the world their life is all about. They can't see what God's doing. But when they attend to what he reveals, when he gives you revelation, when he gives you your vision and purpose, why on earth am I here? They are most what, friends? Who doesn't want to live a blessed life? I don't think anyone sits there and goes, oh, I don't really want to be blessed today. <laughs> no, 
We all want to live that blessed life. And here's the scary thing. I think many of us, we're living status quo. That there is so much more to life than what you're living right now. And we've settled there. Jesus paid a high price for your life. Wouldn't you want everything that Jesus paid for? And for some of us, we're just, we dial it back and it's just, uh, I don't know. And if you follow Jesus today, I'm telling you, there is more to the life than you're living right now. You're made for more. Here's what John uh, writes. Jesus, these are Jesus' words. I've used this probably the most scripture I've ever used in uh, here at Radiant Life. My four years I've been here with living in this community with you guys is this. This is what Jesus says. The thief, referring to the devil, the enemy of your soul, wants to come in and do three things. Steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, hey, but I've come that they may have, what's this word? Life, and not just life. I want you to know, I want you to have it to the full. I want you to have everything I've died for. I want you to live that life. And that's what this series is all about. For many of us, we're stuck in a much less life than this verse right here. And I'm gonna be your spiritual tour guide to get you where you need to go in life. Now, we're gonna, if you're a note taker, you're gonna wanna take notes I'm gonna take us on a journey of four principles, four principles that we as staff started to unpack in the last year. I brought it to our leadership board and we went over that last fall. And as soon as our building expansion's done, which you'll see more movement this week and we have an update for you on our building expansion next week, you'll see a video on that, is you're gonna see these four things plastered all over the place. Because it's the four things of who we are at Radiant Life Church and how we want to move people on their spiritual journey. Here's the first, if you're a note taker, and you all should be a note taker. I say that lovingly. It's like a child, right? I do, just do this, but lovingly. Okay, here we go. That was more funny in my head than what you guys said, but that's all right. Here's the first. The first thing we want everyone to do, no matter where they are at, whether they've followed Jesus for a long time or whether they're kicking the tires of who God is, we want everyone to experience Jesus. To know their creator. You can't get the image of God out of someone. Even the atheists, you can't. They're created in the image of God. You were created in the image of God. You can't get that out of you. And there are people in our lives that have a a size, a good size hole in their heart and what they're doing is filling it with worldly things and only God can fill that hole. This is why we create our Sunday morning services all around that because we know some of you are coming from chaotic weeks. Some of you have chaotic home lives. Some of you just want a glimpse of hope in your world right now. We desire every Sunday worship experience that you would experience your creator. Experience him. Because when you do, listen, your life will change forever. You will never be the same. This is a guy, by, we were introduced by this guy. His name is, um, 
Paul. Here's what Paul says. Paul, you got to understand who Paul was. Paul, before he became Paul, we, we were introduced to him as Saul. Saul um, persecuted Christians, persecuted followers of the way. He actually was at the first stoning. We call it the first martyr found in the book of Acts. Stephen was stoned for his faith. Now, can you imagine getting stoned? Some of you really can, all right? I don't mean recreational. <clears throat> I mean... Some of you are like, yeah, I remember those days. The 60s were good times. No, not those. Um, real, <laughs> real stones, like death. And uh, it, we're told that this guy by the name of Saul is standing there, and they're putting his cloaks at, their, at his feet so they can go stone him because he follows God. And then he goes and he decides, he's like, I want to I stomp out this Jesus movement. He wants to go to a city. He's got papers to arrest Christians. On his experience way up to that city, he meets Jesus, flat out, knocks him down. He says, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Eventually changes his name to Paul, who wrote two-thirds of your New Testament. The guy hated Jesus, met Jesus. He's in a prison cell, and he writes to this church in Philippi, and we have the letter Philippians in your New Testament. He's in a prison cell. Like, life is pretty bad. And it's not like this jail cells you and I have here today. I don't know if you've experienced that or not. But it's not like that. It's bad news. And here's what Paul writes to the church as encouragement. He says this, I want to, what's this word, friends? I want to know who Jesus is. I, my entire life, I want to know Christ, experience him. It's the first thing. It's about a relationship. It's not about religion. Jesus didn't die to create a religion. He died to create a relationship so you can connect back with your creator. And we, 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 we've messed that up in this world sometimes. We've made it more about the rituals and things. Listen, when Jesus died, the, the veil, the curtain that was in the temple that separated the people from the presence of God, that sucker ripped in half. It means the presence of God went everywhere. And shame on us, in 2,000 years of our faith, we've created religious systems. It's about a relationship. It's about Jesus and knowing him. It's experiencing who he is. And in fact, you're so special. Your, ref your picture would be on God's refrigerator. Think about that. That's how much he wants you to know him. Your picture's on his refrigerator. There it is. And the rest of the seven billion people who live on this planet are also on his refrigerator. That's the first step, experience Jesus. We want everyone, that's why we create our services the way we do, right? We create them to reach the unchurched and the churched, both of them. Here's the second, if you're a note taker, which we all are now, because he said. Second one is this, when you experience Jesus, we want everyone to find freedom. Find what, friends? Find freedoms. You have to work with your addictions and your hangups and your sins in life. You got to find freedom in those things. I love what Jesus says. John, the favorite disciple, records this for us. He says this, if the son, referring to Jesus, the son of God, if Jesus sets you free, you will be what, friends? Free indeed. You are free. 
What I've realized throughout pastoring now is that you can know God and have salvation, but still be a slave to something. And God wants to chisel out those things and say, listen, you don't look like Jesus. You don't look like my son to the rest of the world. I have to get certain things out of your life so you can represent me well. And we still have those hangups and addictions. This is why at Radiant Life, we have life groups for you. I say this all the time. As we get larger, we have to get smaller. That's our small group system. This is great, and you can grow this way, but you were designed for community. No, I wasn't. I'm an introvert. I'm an introvert too. I tell you, I've, sometimes I get peopled out. Anyone else just get peopled out? You're like, I'm just sick of people, right? You're just tired. You know, you know I'm not created for groups. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Are you created in the image of God? Uh, yeah, I can't argue that one. That's right. And what's the image of God? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. God is constantly in community with the three. This is the Trinity. You are designed for groups. And the number one thing I realize is that when people are hurting, they'll pull away. But when you have other believers that you're doing life with to pray for you and keep you accountable, oh, there's freedom. There's freedom on that other side. And out back, out in the lobby there, Pastor Brandon set up this display for you guys to make it convenient, to get into a group, to help find freedom in areas. Uh, it's the palace and the lights, and what you're gonna find is these clipboards with sign-up sheets on it. We're just asking for your name and email address, and it tells you uh, the day of the week they're meeting, and on there, it says, we got groups on Sundays, we have groups on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Come on now, we got groups every day of the week. For you, for you. It says how long. I wanna know how long am I, am, I, am I writing this in blood and signing my life away? Oh, good, this one's only six weeks, I can do that. Oh, this one's 10 weeks, 12 weeks, I'll do that. It says the day, time, the length, what your study is, if your study may cost you a little bit of money or not. Oh, we're gonna have a workbook, $10, okay. And if you, if, don't ever let money be a reason why you're not in a group. Come see us. Come see us. But we have all different groups for you. Any middle school moms in here, there's a group for you and your middle school daughter. How awesome is that to reach that age where their bodies are changing? And give them Jesus. I mean, get them here with our middle school ministry anyways, but have, your, have moms and daughters grow, growing up in the middle school years, tough years. You remember your middle school years, a little pimple-faced and everything else, you know? It was tough years. Tough years. There it is. We have men. We got groups for you. We got, we got a men's 33 series that's gonna meet on Monday nights. I'm just gonna tell you right now that it's all about your traps. A man and his traps. If statistics are right, 56% of you men in this room struggle with pornography. You need freedom. You need freedom. We have a group for you. We have a group if you've been divorced. I'm, I'm really excited about, I'm excited about all of them. I'm really excited about this one. Mike and Melissa Klein are lead, leading a divorce care group. Because if we're honest, we still got hangups from divorces. Whether it's our second, third, fourth, fifth, whatever divorce you're on, whatever that is, we probably have a bitter root somewhere. And we can never find freedom and move towards what God has designed for our lives if we still are holding and dragging the past with us. 
We have divorce care. So whether you're remarried or not, we've already had people sign up for that group. Some of us, you need freedom in finances. Some of you, you your butt puckers up when you hear the word budget. See, y'all, those, those are the people that are really tense right now. <laughs> budget, what? We got, two, we got two financial classes to help you. We have one that are being led by the Strudwicks at 11.30, our third service. That will be in the Next Steps room for you. And then um, we've got another one that's on Thursday nights for you. If you need financial help, it's a short side. We have women, we got stuff for you, cultivating beauty, and there's other, there's, we got a prayer group. We ought to be the biggest prayer warriors there is. And I, I'll admit, prayer sometimes like, oh, it's so boring, isn't it? We treat it like an event. Prayer is an event. Prayer is a lifestyle. It's a constant communication with your heavenly father. It's not just I wake up and say this prayer or lay my children down at sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep, and if you, whatever, died tonight or something, and we scare our kids, they don't want to pray because they're like, my mom and dad prayed all the time that I might die tonight and my, my soul go to heaven. <laughs> don't pray that prayer. I mean, it's good protection prayer, but it scares kids. It scares them. We got groups for you. And you're not signing your life away. They run a semester. Again, the weeks are there. Sign up. Here's the, here's the last thing I'm going to say because I'm, oh, so happy for this. And you leaders that signed up to be leaders, thank you so much to be, make a difference. Here's the last thing I want to say about our life groups is that I know this is the first week. They all launch in October. I'll just give you a heads up. They all launch on October. Here's the thing. We have limited space for some of them. So if you're interested, I would start looking and signing up. If you're a new believer, we have an alpha course, which is all about the basic fundamentals of your faith. Understand that. I would say this. If you were saved in the last year, you need to go right now. I will give you permission to get up right now or after service and go sign up for that Alpha course right now. You need to understand the basics of your faith. Sign up for that stuff. So there is limited space. There's a women's study that we can only put 33 people in that room. The first 33 people are the people in that group. There are others that can only have 10, and it's going to be those first 10 people to sign up, Okay. So I know this is first week. Go explore it. We've already had people sign up at first service. There it is. All month long, you're going to hear me on stage every single Sunday talk about life groups because that's where we're going to find freedom. As we get larger, we got to get smaller. We need each other and community. Here's your third point. There's a journey for us to take, and it's this. It's discover purpose. Discover Purpose. Many of us are on this endless pursuit of wondering, what was I created for? And I truly believe you can't find your purpose yet because you haven't found freedom yet. And the reason why is because you can't see, because all you see is your hangups and your addictions, and you got to remove those smudges off of your face to clearly see this is what God has created me for, to live into that purpose. And I'm gonna, here's what Paul writes to the church in Galatia. And we have it in Galatians. He says this, make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you've been given. And then sink yourself into that. Sink yourself into who God created you to be. 
Sometimes your greatest fear becomes your greatest purpose. I hated public speaking. High school, sophomore communication, English class, whatever that thing was, oh, I hated second hour. I loved my teacher. I always went in there going, oh, I gotta give a speech. I gotta stand up in front of only 20 people. And then my, my freshman year in college, you had to take communication 101. That was boring. And then the first assignment given to us was a 15-minute speech. I had night sweats all the night before, before I went in to class and gave my speech because I'm like, I can't do this. I feared public speaking. Now look what I do. You got a sense of humor, God, right? <laughs> Be careful. Understand. Let's, let's find freedom so we can see our purpose and then we sink into that and the most joy will come when you are living into your purpose. Man, I got more gray hairs in the last four years than other, but I love what I do. Whew. Highs and lows, but listen, I choose joy in the midst of it all because I know I'm doing what God's called me to do. This is why what we've done is we created this for you, Next Steps. We run this every other month in our Next Steps room. Every other month. This month is a sign-up. So on your connection card on the bottom, you can circle N to get signed up. The reason why we have to do sign-ups for this is because Pastor Brandon needs to know, are we doing it one service or two services? Normally, we run this in our second service at 10, our 10 o'clock service is when we normally do it. So what you can do is you can come to first service, attend that. Or what you can do is attend that second service and come to third service. Whatever fits. But we, we've designed this for you. This is an inconvenience for us pastors and Radiant Life people that are change makers. We don't do it for us. We do it because you need it. And we want to serve you in the best way possible. That's why we have next steps for you. You'll be given a personality, a a spiritual gifts test. Some of you are like, what in the world is a spiritual gifts test? You'll be given one to take and just take it and understand how God wired you and created you. And then you'll realize, wow, I have this incredible gift of hospitality. I had no idea. I thought I kind of liked doing that, but I really realized that's my gifting. And then to go use that gifting to bless other people, woo, it's a game changer. Discover purpose. And here's, here's the fourth final step. Be a change maker. Be a change maker. Go make a difference. Here's what uh, Jesus says in John. He says this. This is, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. What does that mean? Am I supposed to be a banana tree or something or a grapevine, bear grapes? What, am I, what do you mean fruit? Fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That you bear those in your life. And when you bear those, you're going to show yourselves to be my disciples. The world will know who you are because of the fruits of the Spirit in your life. And I've told you this so that my joy, my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. We ought to be the most joyful people if you follow Jesus. And I think some of us aren't because we don't know our purpose yet and we aren't living out the fruits of the Spirit And the highs and lows in life, they come, but I'm still choosing joy in the midst of it because I'm living into my purpose. I'm living into making a difference and being a change maker. If I can summarize all that, it's this, that the ultimate purpose of my life is to make a difference for eternity. That is the number, 
That is the number one reason why you were created. First and foremost, to bring honor and glory to your heavenly father. Go make a difference in someone's life. That's why we give you invite cards. To invite your people. Invite those people that are in your oikos, those, that sphere of influence, to come to church and experience. There's nothing greater than knowing I invited this non-believer, this atheist to church, and all of a sudden, they're starting to sing the songs. You're like, what? What was that? They got their hands raised. Then all of a sudden, in a couple weeks, they're saved, and the next time we do baptism, they're getting baptized. Woo, you're gonna be on fire, I promise you. There is nothing greater than making a difference for someone for eternity, nothing. And here's the hard thing. The hard thing is our human nature pulls to selfishness, pulls to a thing that's all about me. It's just human nature. And remember, I'm reminded of that parable that Jesus told of the Good Samaritan, when uh, you've got that guy that's on the side of the road, he's bleeding because the robbers beat him up and everything. And, and you have two, two uh, gentlemen, a priest and a Levite, that approach him but decide to walk around him and not help. And then Jesus introduces us to a third character, the Samaritan, which is interesting because Jesus is speaking to Jews and Jews don't like Samaritans and Samaritans don't like Jews. But he said the Samaritan stopped and helped. And Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. had a little conversation with someone about this whole parable that Jesus taught. And he said this, the two people, the, the priest and the Levite that walked by that person on the side of the road. He said, I wonder if they asked this question, if I stop to help this man, what effect will it have on me? Oh, now I gotta take time. I'm trying to get to point A to point B. What effect will it have on me? Like, am I gonna get this disease? Do I got blood on my hands? What's gonna happen? But he says, I think the Samaritan, the Samaritan or the person, the Samaritan asked this question. If I don't stop to help this man, what will happen to him? It becomes all about others. I'm not concerned about this. I'm here to make a difference for other people. The ultimate purpose of your life is to make a difference. Turn to your neighbor and say, make a difference. And if heaven and hell are realities, and they are, we ought to be a church that's growing. I want to light up the scoreboard in heaven and make the scoreboarder, the scoreboarder, the scoreboard in hell a lot smaller. Amen. We're called to make a difference for eternity. And this is what Jesus says, in the same way that you gave me a mission, referring to his heavenly father, that God gave Jesus a mission in this world, I give them a mission in this world. That you have a purpose to go make a difference. And Jesus is referring to, eventually Luke 19.10, is Jesus' mission statement. For the son of man came to seek and save the lost. You gave me that mission, God, I'm giving them that mission. Go out and make a difference. And then the guy, John writes this, or Luke writes this in Acts, but my life is worth nothing to me, nothing, unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. Well, what's that work then? Well, he writes, the work of telling others the, what's these two words, friends? The good news about the wonderful grace of God. That's what we are called to do. That is being a change maker, your number one purpose of life. And God calls each of us to be an agent of healing in a broken world. 
That's the number one prayer my wife and I pray over this church, is that Radiant Life would be a place of healing, of hope and healing, of hope and healing. And God has an assignment for you. You were made for so much more than status quo. You were called to go make a difference in this world. There's a, a newspaper article recently in Florida. And when I, when I tell you about this article, please don't think I'm promoting this. That's my disclaimer right there. But they were talking about a greyhound races, like the dog racing. Um, and uh, what's interesting about dog racing is there's no jockey like horse racing. Like, can you imagine getting on a dog and be like, giddy up, go, right? They're, they don't do that. So in order to get the dogs to go around a, um, a track, they have a mechanical rabbit on the inside of the track. So as soon as those gates open, that mechanical rabbit on the inside of the track just starts to go around. And what they were saying, what happened in Florida, is that mechanical rabbit starts going and the dogs start chasing that thing and it got to the first turn and they, there became a mechanical issue and all of a sudden that rabbit goes, poof, it just explodes. And all of a sudden the greyhounds just stopped running and some started napping right there. The paper said some dogs literally laid, started napping. Other dogs looked in the stands and started going, burr, 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 to the stands. They weren't chasing anything anymore. I'm like, that's the picture of humanity right there. We got to go chase the rabbit, and the rabbit are souls that are going to hell right now. The problem is so many of us were chasing money. We're chasing wealth. We're chasing to be the next social media superstar on YouTube or Instagram or Face whatever now. You know, that thing. And then we put everything on there that's not even us. We make this facade of who we are. We chase the next house. We chase the next job. We chase the next you name it. But we have to chase the rabbit. The vision has to be there and we gotta go after it. That's why we were created. We're created. Jesus' last words to his disciples. And Jesus says, God, you gave me a mission, and I'm giving that mission to them as well. He says this in the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 8. He says, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. We are 2,000 years removed from this. And we may say, what has that got to do with us? What is Jerusalem to me? What is Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth? What is all that? Here's how it relates to us. When Jesus gives these words, they're in Jerusalem. Jerusalem to us is those closest to me that you're to be a change maker and go make a difference to those that live under your roof. To those that you deal business with every single day that are close to you. To your family members, to your friends, to your coworkers. You're called to make a difference in their lives. 
to give them the good news of who Jesus is and to give it to that classmate. Hear me, middle schooler, high schooler, you can make a difference in your school tomorrow morning. I hope you're praying over your school. But maybe perhaps there's a reason why you sit in that seat and that person is right next to you. What about Judea and Samaria? Judea was a region right there. Samaria was just to the north. And remember, Jews would avoid Samaria. They would go the long route around everything just to avoid them. It's like when I drive through Ohio, I don't go through Columbus. <laughs> Goodbye. East Lansing, no thank you. <laughs> Your Judea and Samaria are those close to me, but different from me. It's that person that just has a different lifestyle. It's that person that may vote differently, that may be your competitor that you don't like, whatever it is. It may be your ex-spouse. Absolutely, 150 kids share one soccer ball. That's it. It's gonna make a difference. And I don't know if you could still, you gotta ask Pastor Josh this or not. But we have a team leading at the end, I believe at the end, around January, at the end of January, to go to Haiti. Some of you, you just need to go make a difference and start handing out fresh water to people who have no water at all. Go make a difference. Jesus says this in Mark, and then he told them, remember, my mission is your mission. Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. I'm gonna sum up week one this way. I'll never be satisfied making a dollar when my purpose is to make a difference. You're called to make a difference. You are called to be a change maker. And so for the next four weeks, this is what the series is going to look about, those three things. We're going to serve communion here, and this is, I hope you're at all. But we're going to work our way backwards. We're going to talk about this next week, and then two weeks, and close with, a, with an awesome experience there. You were made for more. Let's start living the life that God died and paid a heavily, heavy price for. Let's start chasing the right thing. Let's pray. Father, would you give us the courage and grace to run after the things you've called us to run after? In a big overview, 
that's lost people. May we here at Radiant Life be a community that's marked by making a difference. Not for us, not for this church, but for you, Lord. We surrender that all to you. You've put people in our lives for a reason. Man, may we experience you. May we find freedom in the things we've got to find freedom in. May we discover the reason why we were created in the first place. And may we go make a difference and be a change maker in this world. Give us the strength, give us the courage. Give us the heart and the right attitude. We pray this all.